the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So uh, Israel is saying right now that they killed, mistakenly killed three Israeli hostages in Gaza. This guy, Lieutenant Colonel Kanasis, is that his name? He's really a great spokesman and uh, and reflects, well, he's, he's deeply saddened. And uh, that's one of the problems when you take hostages. They're war criminals here, right? Because the hostages are exposed to in tremendous risk, obviously, in the middle of a war. It's just horrible what they did, Hamas. And uh, Israel now is taking heat for this. They shouldn't, actually. And I know their heart breaks for all of this, but, um, uh, gosh, tough, tough stuff. Israel, I am totally on your side. If you know a Jewish person, let them know that, uh, how you feel about them and how you feel about Israel. Anyone who can look at this situation, if they actually really look at it, if they understand what those terrorists did on October 7th, and it's, <laughs> It's not exactly they're hiding the information. You can find out. They showed up at a massive concert and they slaughtered women and children, non-combatants. It's terrorism. It is pure terrorism. And when that happens, you strike back and you strike back hard. And they're at war right now. And, yeah, there will be collateral damage. The innocent will die from time to time. It is unfortunate. It is why you want to avoid war unless it's absolutely necessary. But right now it is absolutely and totally necessary. I um, no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. All right. Uh, oh, so right now we're waiting for the jury to figure out how much Rudy Giuliani owes <laughs> Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. These two characters, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, they found the most pathetic people they could and made them uh, stars, right? And you can't just go to them and say, hey, ladies, come on, seriously, what, what what's with you? You can't do that to them given our weirdo society and and what you can say and the wokeism and what you can say and, uh, you know, black people, white people, black women, white men, right? It gets very, very thorny. And so you had Adam, what's his name? Adam, um, what's that pencil neck? Adam Schiff talking to them like they were children. And tell us more about what happened to you. So here's R- Ruby Freeman. And I've, I've been looking for, okay, what's the horrible thing that Rudy Giuliani did to these women? And he didn't do a damn thing. I'm sorry. If you are a public employee, you are not immune. You are not above criticism. It's going to happen. This case should have been laughed out of court. These crazy women should have been laughed off of Capitol Hill. They never should have been brought there. But they were brought there because they were pliable and, I think, pathetic. Part of the Part of the stagecraft of this whole thing. Everybody was there for a certain purpose, right? The good old boy cop that owned the indifference to my colleagues was disgraceful. Uh, police officer Gunnell, he took an oath. President Trump should not be president anymore. He took an oath. Uh, and then they found these two nitwits. Uh, this is back during the January 6th testimony. And this is, I think we're going to hear a, a tape first of, of, of Ruby and then Shay. And Ruby doesn't seem to have a really firm idea of where she falls in the uh, universe. Uh, listen to this, please. I could have never imagined the events that followed the presidential election 2020. For my entire professional life, I was Lady Ruby. My community in Georgia 
where I was born and lived my whole life, knew me as Lady Ruby. Hey, stop! I- Who the hell calls you Lady Ruby when your name is your name is Ruby Freeman? What are you, Lady Diana? You royalty? You think you're above? You, you're a public worker. Sorry, you work for the taxpayer, Lady Ruby. Lady Ruby. You see how right how divorced from reality these people are. Lady Ruby. Can you imagine if some person to, uh, call me Prince Greg? I I want to be known as Prince Greg. All right, keep going. I built my own business around that name, La Ruby's Unique Treasures, a pop up shop catering to ladies with unique fashions. I wore a shirt that proudly proclaimed that I was, and I am, Lady Ruby. Hey, wait Actually, a second. I- Is she in the clothing business or in the election business? Was it just the daughter? This even makes it less of a less of a thing, but keep going. I had that shirt on. I had that shirt in every color. I wore that shirt on Election Day 2020. I haven't worn it since, and I'll never wear it again. <laughs> Now I won't even introduce myself by my name anymore. I get nervous when I bump into someone I know in the grocery store who says my name. I'm worried about who's listening. I get nervous when I have to give my name for food orders. I'm always concerned of who's around me. I've lost my name and I've lost my reputation I've lost my sense of security, all because a group of people, starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay. Stop for a second. You know how many people Trump has picked on on Twitter, right? Did anybody ever sit her down and say, hey, get over it. You're making too much of this in your own head. All right, this is going to blow over in about eight seconds. It's not a big deal. And by the way, what the hell was she doing with the election? I, You know, all of the outrage about her and her pathetic kind of feelings here, Lady Ruby. You wore a T-shirt that said Lady Ruby every single day. What, 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 what kind of – that sounds a little bit like a, a disorder, right? I'm sorry, Lady Ruby every single day a different color? She's nuts. You can't say that, though, huh? I did. I can. Poor Rudy Giuliani, this magnificent man. These two cretins keep going to push their own lies about how the presidential election was stolen. Hey, one other thing she doesn't know. She's not an election. She's not an election worker. She didn't set up the election. She does not know. She doesn't know the system wide issues, but keep going. Ms. Moss, how has this experience of being targeted by the former president and his allies affected your life? Here we go. It's turned my life upside down. Um, I no longer give out my business card. I don't transfer calls. I um, Nobody gives don't out want a anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. All right, stop again. What is up with these people in the grocery store? The central point of their she is so terrified about being recognized in public. She went to the hearing on national television. Oh, that means she's so brave. You know, there are a million ways they could have handled this million different ways. You have to go on television, live television. I would like to do this behind closed doors. No problem. 
They want the attention. I noticed she wasn't shy when she showed up at the White House to receive a gold medal from President Biden. Did she receive a gold medal just because uh, uh, Donald Trump made fun of her on Twitter? And Rudy Giuliani wanted to know uh, what exactly they were passing to each other? Was it a mint or was it a hard drive? You can't add. You, this is this is still America. I thought. Keep going. I don't go to the grocery store at all. Oh no! I haven't been anywhere um, except Washington D.C. At all. I gained about sixty pounds in the White House. Oh, I just don't do nothing anymore. I don't want to go anywhere. I second guess everything that I do. Eh, welcome to the um, world. It's affecting my life in a in a major way. Every way. They are just laying it on thick. They're laying it on thick because the lawsuit was already in motion at this point. Wow. They're like, uh, what do you call it, uh, people who fake accidents? You know, when you pretend you get hit by a car. You know who used to do that a lot? Rex Hoyerman, the Gilgo Beach guy. Keep going. All because of lies. For me doing my job, same thing I've been doing forever. That's it? All right, that's it. Hey, oh, by the way, do me a favor. Don't make fun of her on social media, all right? <laughs> I don't want the lawyers coming for you. We don't want anybody to be threatened, certainly. A threat is always wrong, okay? And it's also illegal. It's also pretty darn good indication that who's ever threatening you isn't going to do anything. I looked it up. In American history, uh, those who actually intend to do harm uh, almost never give anybody an advance notice, heads up. They don't. Lee Harvey Oswald did not send JFK, hey, when you come to Dallas, I'm going to do The serious ones don't write those kinds of notes. They don't make those threats. It's funny, they keep talking about threats, but they don't actually cite any. And this whole, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, okay, quote somebody, and then go arrest them. I'm all for arresting people, but I'm not for arresting people who play doorbell ditch or drive by a house. Just not. It's not right. It's not right what's happening. I'm going to do a little bit more of this because it's so pathetic, and you got to realize how we have all been manipulated. There are fundamental answers that have not been provided and fundamental questions that haven't even been asked because people are either too lazy, too afraid, or too busy. How many people are around to actually pursue this stuff? Unless you're being paid, it's very difficult to actually get to the bottom of things. And Liz Cheney, and that's what I thought about during her book, the whole time she's being paid by the taxpayer in this political vendetta against Trump that we know and I know and Bill O'Reilly uh, agrees that this is all because Trump <laughs> uh, humiliated the Bushes and the Cheneys over the Iraq war. Keep going. Your mother also told the select committee about how she had to leave her own home for her safety and go into hiding after the FBI told her that it would not be safe for her there before January 6th and until the inauguration. Let's listen to a clip of her story in her own words. Hey, stop for a second. Would it be beyond the FBI to uh, try to, um, I don't know, exacerbate the situation, try to make it seem uh, more of an issue than it actually was, right? Isn't that possible? The FBI, not exactly a neutral player when it comes to Trump, right? Of course not. Let's see what the mother said one more time. Around the week of January 6th, 
the FBI informed me that I needed to leave my home for safety. Um, and I left my home for safety around that time. Understood. How, how long did you stay out? Did you, you know, remain outside of your home for your own safety? I, I stayed away from my home for approximately two months. Two months! Two months! Two months! Guess who paid for that? She did not. I bet she got room service. I bet she got room Two months! Don't have to clean up. Don't Two months! How about that? And you know what? Another little secret is people actually love receiving threats. It's a status symbol. It's uh, And in this situation, guess what you can get? A bunch of cops to hang around you. Capitol Hill officers, right? I need security. Look at me. I have bodyguards. Look at me. I'm important. And uh, that's what's really going on here. And poor Rudy. Poor Rudy Giuliani. But I shouldn't call him poor Rudy because he is strong. He's a warrior. He's going to win. He's going to win this. There are going to be some setbacks. It's going to be. But Rudy, we're with you all the way. All the way. Let's see if anything's come down yet in D.C. No, but it could by the time we come back. I'll be right back. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Did you write to Mama and Ray? It says Mama and Ray. And what did you tell them? They like shapes. They like shapes? Yes. (laughs) What was your message? My three-year-old. My message was... No, it wasn't a message. It was writing a letter. Writing and a what did you write in the letter? Um, Grandma and Grandpa. What do you want from Emma and Grandpa? Like I, I write something, so I write a letter to them. Oh, you wrote a letter to them? Yes. And how was it going to get to them? At, at their house. How do we get it there? What do we have to do? We have to drive a car. Down there? Yes. And what do we call that? When we bring the letter to them, what do we call that? Hmm? We call, it goes to Mama and Ray. We deliver it to them. Yes. Can you say deliver? Deliver. Very Thank good. you. Wait. Thank you. This is how we learn words. That's little Annalise. Mama and Ray. Some Usually she says Mama and Ray. Ray being Ray Kelly, her grandfather. She calls him by the first name. And calls my, my mother Mama. 
for some reason. I can't understand. Uh, sometimes she slips in grandma and grandpa. It's very, very beautiful, isn't it? Isn't it? Three, just three. Uh, I love it. I love it. And the two-year-old, she just turned two, is uh, getting some words out as well. Uh, maybe play that later. Hello, Lynn in Hicksville. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Sorry. Yes, I'm here. I was on hold for a while. You're on the air. Hi. All right. So I'm friends with Carmine, and um, he told me that I should give you a call because back in 2012, when that woman uh, charged you with that stuff that you actually spoke on with Bill O'Reilly today, which I thought was very interesting that you brought it up, when I heard it, Holy Spirit fell on me, and I knew that she was an opportunist and that you would be vindicated. And I prayed that for you. And I also prayed for your salvation because I didn't know what your relationship with Jesus was. So I just wanted to encourage you and let you know that God drops things into people to pray for you. And also, um, I'd like to pray now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that Greg and his family has the best Christmas ever. And that anybody that's listening, if they do not know Jesus, that the veil will be pulled off their eyes and they will see the truth, the light, and the way. Thank you. Well, thank you, Lynn. Wow. Thank you for uh, what you did for me 11 years ago and what you're doing for all of us right now. So beautiful. I appreciate it. I really do think I felt those prayers, and I I had his protection, and uh, it was an amazing, you know, it was a terrible thing when I was going through it, but afterwards, not right away, uh, I saw what a gift it was, actually to uh to go through that the lessons learned it took me years actually years uh lynn uh what do you do out there in hicksville i i um i have my own medical billing company fabulous uh are you close to the old i think we talked once before are you close to the old sears yes what is it now Yeah, but we never talked before it's empty it's empty it's just sitting empty yeah it's been sitting empty for a while but some things they were going to do fell through Oh, man, I used to love going there. It was a big treat on a weekend. We'd go to the Big Sears in Hicksville, the Red Sears, we called it, the Big Red Sears. Well, I'm sure something's going to happen that'll be magnificent. Lynn, thank you. Thank you uh, so much for that. All right, so it's Friday. More beautiful phone calls when we come back, including uh, that guy Carmine she was just talking about. Uh, we got a prank phone call we got to do. It's a revenge call, but it's all fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. But we are going to take a little bit of revenge, friendly revenge on somebody in the version of a prank phone call. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I recall feeling a tremendous sense of pride and belonging after I recited the United States Oath of Alliance. 
as the pathway to citizenship is arduous. I was born and raised in the picturesque country of Slovenia, where my parents taught me the importance of a strong work ethic and pursuing my dreams. Ah, what a beautiful woman. Inside and out, Melania Trump spoke today at the National Archives. Curiously, they invited her to speak at a uh, at an event uh, ushering uh, new citizens, a citizenship ceremony. Uh, the, the left is already bitching and moaning about it. Oh, this is in violation of the Hatch Act or something like that. You can't, there's some rule that says you can't have a candidate or candidate's wife speak on federal property or something within 90 days of an election. They've got rules for everything, the deep state, and, but they only selectively invoke them. That's the game. That's the art. That's the art of the deep state. Watch out. Watch out. We got to dismantle that thing. It really is. I were, Anyway, uh, Barbara's standing by. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Greg. Hey, congratulations to your parents and to your whole family. A 60th wedding anniversary is absolutely amazing. God bless them. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm listening to you uh, talk about uh, what Mayor Giuliani is going through um, from these women, and it reminds me of plunder. The word plunder means stealing by force. It could be force of law, uh, but stealing, um, especially in a time of war or civil disorder. And we see these women really doing that. The law is going to be twisted to allow them to commit this plunder. But we see it more than anything in the Biden family. And Bastiat, Frederick Bastiat said, when plunder becomes a way of life, in a society, uh, the men will create for themselves a legal system that authorizes that plunder and a moral code that glorifies it. So these women are using twisted laws and they are victims. So they morally are entitled to this money, just like Hunter Biden standing up and telling us, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a this, that and the other thing. So he is a victim and he has a moral right to this plunder that his family is benefiting from. We see this through our whole country. We see the twisted laws. We see the illegals coming across plundering our nation for their subsistence, taking it by force. It wasn't offered to them. They didn't earn it. They're taking it by force, and our legal system supports it, and our moral code justifies it. Wow. Our moral code isn't much of a moral code, right? I mean, the moral code of the moment, the moral code of this uh, crazy warped society we live in. They twist the moral code to support their plunder. And that was Bastiat's point, that when we let people get away with plunder, they will soon figure out how to make it just and, and the way to be. So racism is a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, you call anyone a racist, they automatically are bad and you are the victim and you are morally entitled to their position in business or a better position than they have at a university. You're entitled to a big salary. You're entitled to be um, uh, praised and pitied at the same time Ooh. and rewarded. This is how we have twisted our moral code to, to allow for that plunder and encourage it. Would you do me a favor, Basquiat, uh, send that to me, please? Yes, yeah, sure. And, 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 sure. and, 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 and well, who was that guy again? 
Frederick Bastiat. He was a philosopher and an economist in the early 1800s. Well, we're so glad that you know about that guy and uh, that he wrote all those wise words. And uh, this I have to get to the bottom of. I want to read more about that. Barbara, continued success. Everybody can check Barbara out at um, Americans for Freedom of Religion, A-F-F-O-R dot org, A-F-F-O-R dot org. Barbara, thank you. Calling from Huntington. Now it's time to go to the Bronx. We've got Nate up there. Hello. Uh, yeah, hello, Greg. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Let me just. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Putting on, us on hold. All right. What's up? Here, no, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I wanted to talk briefly uh, about the ongoing use of. Uh, the Sounds like you're someone's in the other room. You want the? Are you at work? Or are you trying to like? Are you trying to do this? Uh, you know. Viciously. Speak up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So Speak I normally. You sound like you're sneaking around. Uh, give me the heebie-jeebies. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, sure. Um, so basically what I wanted to discuss was actually the use of the law enforcement agencies to target people for political reasons, as they often do. Uh-huh. Now, now with regard to uh, this uh, landmark Supreme Court case, it actually was uh, – it was titled uh, Gonzalez versus Castle Rock. Oh, brother. All right. Give me a favor. Give me the bottom line, man. Okay. The bottom line was that uh, this woman, uh, Gonzalez, she took uh, the police department in the city where she lived to court. And basically, the Supreme Court sided with her because the police failed to live up to the uh, order of protection to protect her kids because the guy she was married to actually uh, murdered all four of her. Of her children. Oh, brother. And, uh, and the bottom line that we live with today is what? Uh, the, the police aren't there to protect you from anything. And when and was this Gonzalez are, decision? When was that? Uh, 2015. 2015. And, uh, it's been up and it's been and it's been upheld several times since. Oh, boy. All right. I got to go look at it. It's uh, uh, the Gonzalez decision. I will check it out, Nate, and uh, call us back when you can talk, when you're free to talk. All right. Thank you, pal. <laughs> Thank Ridley you. in Philly. Craig, hey, John, Barbara, you are so inspiring. It's not even, there's no words to describe it. Thank you. Listen, I, I love when you share your children with us. It makes reminds me, first of all, of my daughter when she was that age. And there is just something about the innocence of a three-year-old's voice that makes me want to be a stronger patriot. Now, that's not what I'm calling to say, uh, but I just had to share that with you. Uh, I want to thank Joe McBride for putting his neck out on the line and um, his reputation and everything because he is a, a true 1776 patriot in, in what he's doing. But I want to talk about Vivek, what he said yesterday, and to, to Abby, dear Abby, yeah, right. So everything Vivek, Vivek excuse me, said is so true. Now, I can vouch for this because we don't carry cards, but if we did, I would be a card-carrying proud boy. And everything he said is exactly true. Now, I want to say that you know as well as I do, being on an aircraft carrier and being a pilot, pilots are privy to things that not everybody's you know privy to, but that they got to know everyone on a, on a ship has to know everybody else's job in case you know, things go sour. And you know things more than the shooter knows. You know what I'm saying? No, so, not really. All right. Uh, uh, Ridley, I appreciate it, but... Bottom line is what? 
bottom line is everything that they say about the the, the, the manipulation and the BS of January 6th, what Vivek said is true. That happened. The FBI was there. They planted. I know this because I had to fight with some of my fellow brothers. They accused me of being an FBI informant, and I got that out of the way. But it's just a its a shame to see people like Hunter Biden stand in front of a Capitol building and shred the Constitution that so many people have given their lives for. Well, he's and, not. I mean, don't give him too much credit there or too much. You know, he's not. He's, he's just being a jerk and a fool. Is he shredding the Constitution? I mean, he's defying a law. Uh, you know, our Constitution is still there. Our Constitution, uh, written by the most magnificent men in history, uh, is still there. It's been perverted. They've, they've cheated it and all kinds of things. And I'm with you about January 6th. I can't wait. I have to organize a rebuttal to that. I've already done it, but I'm going to do it in a new, bold, clear cut way that is going to, uh, put Liz Cheney and the rest of them on notice. What they did with that report and with, uh, their, our time, our American taxpayer time was a crime. I'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Friday, December 15th. Again, uh, wonderful evening. I went to the Danielle restaurant. Ever been to Danny's? I said, why don't you call it Danny's? No, Danielle, sir. And it is a beautiful spot. Where is it? Uh, Park Avenue and 65th Street. They make you feel like a king, like a prince, even if you don't know anything about fancy food. Um, they made me feel, uh, you know... A, very much at home. There's another restaurant like that. If it's a very, very, very special occasion, uh, you may want to go to a place. You can go to Danielle. You can also go to a place called Per Se, P-E-R space S-E, Per Se. It's the fanciest restaurant I've ever been in. And I am not, I even hate the word, a foodie. I'm not a foodie. Uh, the New York Times, a couple of years ago, gave it like a, a snarky review. And in their own way, they try to slam it. Uh, but in between the lines and whatever. And I felt so bad for the people who work at the restaurant. You know, yeah, sure, there's probably a chef in there and a, another guy who make, you know, a gazillion dollars. But the rest is just busboys and waiters. And I didn't like, and they, they took shots at the waiters and at the busboy. I said, I'm going to go, this restaurant can't be, uh, th- this restaurant can't be that bad. And I went there and I was blown away. Everybody was so nice unbelievably, you know, it's very easy if you're, if you know a lot about food to make people who don't know a lot about food feel inferior. You know, it's very easy to be a snob if you know food at a restaurant and they were just so great. And there were, you know, high end people there and, and, um, and people in from out of town. And I just loved it per se. I didn't love the bill, uh, but, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what happens. That's okay. Fancy restaurant, fancy prices, and that's okay. Hello, Sandra. Hi, Greg. Another exciting day is coming up for you on Sunday. It's your birthday. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I don't talk about that. I know, but I just want to. I don't talk about that, Sandra. Anyway. I don't really talk about that. So, anyway, I wanted to say that Miss Moss and Miss Freed, Miss Friedman, is that her name? Boy, are they asking for a lot of money twenty-four million each. I almost fell off my seat when I read that. Well, think about the damages. I mean, they can't go to the grocery store anymore. 
Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's a big scam. I don't I don't like it at all. Rudy's going to be uh, restored. He's going to make it through all this nonsense. Keep going. Well, basically, so so Rudy's lawyer is saying that, you know, we have to just come together with compassion and sympathy. And, and, and this is a, a craziness amount that you're asking for and come up with something a little bit normal. So I guess he's saying, all right, maybe maybe he offended them a little bit, but that wasn't, you know, what he intended to do. And, uh, and take it easy with the, with the amount that you're asking for. This is crazy what you're asking for. So it is. It I, is. I don't know anything about the lawyer, Rudy's lawyer. I uh, I hope he's good. I hope. Um, but, uh, hey, listen, thank you for the birthday wishes. Yeah, I don't talk about the birthday that much, but it's December 17th, the day the Wright brothers flew the airplane for the very first time uh, in 1903. Sandra, thank you. Russ? Russ? Hi, Adam. Oh, I'm, hi, Greg. I'm sorry. Hi, Greg. Hello. Hi, Greg. Um, I just want to say that this may be karma for Rudy, and I like Rudy, and I think Rudy's going to win after the appeal, but the process is the punishment. Remember the two stockbrokers that Rudy Perp walked on the trading floor? Eventually, they were exonerated, too after spending lots of money on lawyers. You know, and look, um, I don't know if uh, Ivan Boski was ever exonerated. I don't think that uh, Levine was ever exonerated. Uh, I don't think that Stanley Friedman was ever exonerated. Um, He sent a lot of people to jail who were guilty, you know? And uh, look, (laughs) if you're a prosecutor, not every jury is going to agree with you. So you want to go back to 1985 and say, aha, Rudy made a mistake, you allege, because uh, a jury didn't agree with him in 1985. Whatever. Karma. Don't you think they busted his chops enough for all this stuff? I mean, my goodness gracious. they're sure. And and they know it's fake because we don't have the culture on our side. The establishment isn't on our side. Oh, and after all, Rudy had hair dye coming down his face. Oh, my God. Holy gee. Wow. He was a he was making such a great argument. He was so powerful, so persuasive. And our silly, stupid nation was just so focused on the hair dye coming down. The hair dye. So what? I heard it in the back of a cab. I couldn't see it. And I'm like, this is dynamite stuff. And Rudy's doing great. And then all anybody can do is giggle about a smudge on his forehead. So uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, the, 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 the karma for something that happened in 1985. He saved countless lives, and he did it uh, at great risk to himself. It wasn't easy, and I think he's a great guy. And you know how I feel. And you say you like Rudy, but now you're like, oh yeah, this is good because he made he did something in 1985. I wonder about you, Russ. I don't think you really do like him. Going out of your way to get kick kick a man when he's down, although he's not down. All right, final word, Russ. He's going to come back and look at this dummy Fannie Willis. She's using Rico against Trump and Rico against teachers and Rico against police. But I just want to know: is it karma for these female hostages to be drowned by the Israeli army? They have not been. They, wait, 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 they have not been. They have not been. Oh, I forget it. I forget, Russ. You're such a. Uh, you can be very anti-Semitic and very pro-terrorist. No. If you Make keep it up, if you keep it up, Russ, actually, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend I did not hear that. All right, because sometimes you know what I mean. Well, I, I, I then, then again, I'm gonna do some thinking about that. I'm gonna reevaluate. 
because uh, we don't support terrorists here, okay? I suppose you weren't on al-Qaeda's side on 9-11. And if you're on the side of Hamas and against Israel, well, you, that's the kind of person you are, and you're not going to be welcome anywhere, uh, in my world at least. But, Russ, I'll have a think about it, and uh, I'm sure you're better than that, I hope. Goodbye. Uh, Carmine is standing by, yes. Hey, it was a surprise to hear Lynn. Uh, we didn't plan that, Greg. You know, a testimony to God, though, you know, we met over 20 years ago, and she's been a blessing to me and her, me and her, her family and her have been a great blessing to me. And as the Holy Spirit, as she mentioned, has it, we're both at Eastgate Church again after all these years. And it's a beautiful thing, Greg, to be part of the family of God. It really, really is. It's part of his plan. And you had mentioned the Ten Commandments earlier. And in 1967, when we moved to Oz- from Ozone Park to Deer Park, those Ten Commandments were in the Abraham Lincoln Elementary Public School, and you had to see them every time you walked in, walk in that lobby. And there were no mass shootings at that time, Greg. But what I want to ask you about was I was thinking about those people that were told to take them down. What, what were they thinking? Were they saying there's something fundamentally wrong with this? Or were they saying, yay, we're taking these down? I know for me... I would say I have a spiritual conviction. Uh, you get someone else to take these down. I cannot take these down. Well, they were taken down a long time ago. I mean, who knows? You know, maybe the janitors did it during summer break. I wouldn't get too wrapped up in that. I, I don't remember. Uh, I, I've never had the commandments up in a public classroom. Uh, but it's, you know, you can have them there and people ignore it. You know, people uh, doesn't mean all that much. I mean, in a classroom. I mean, I'm okay with them not being in the classroom. I'm not okay with him not being discussed more and and faith being, you know, not so ostracized. The moment you talk about it, you're not supposed. It makes people uncomfortable or something like that. I think uh, that's the one big great hope that we each have, right? Right, Carmine. Well, it is a great hope, and Charles Stanley said that. How could it hurt a child if they just saw that every day? What if it gets into their memory? Well, how could that harm a nation? And you can see that the lack of it, the harm that it has done to the country, to the world. Yeah. To the world. Carmine, I thank you for everything. I know I can't always be as responsive as I'd like, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're the best. Thank you. Uh, All right. So the weekend is almost here, but I do have to do uh, one more from Bob in Westchester. Yes. Hey, uh, Greg, I just wanted to uh, correct O'Reilly on what he was saying before about the Trump documents. And he basically said that was Trump's one one big fault and that he didn't give the documents back quick enough. Well, he said it was – no, wait, hold on, hold on. O'Reilly said it was a mistake that he did not uh, send it back when the archives asked for him. He didn't say it was a big crime. He didn't say – he just said it was a mistake. You can argue that. Uh, You can argue both sides, all right? So he said it was a mistake. Uh, That's what he said. He didn't give them back either. What? And that's my my main point is Biden didn't give – Biden did not give them back either. He he had his lawyers come in and take them out, and his lawyers were not authorized to handle those documents. His lawyers took them to their offices. So Biden didn't give them back immediately either. Well, yeah, Biden uh, sat on them for decades, 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 decades. Yeah, you're, you know, and that is the thing. Well, Biden gave them back right away. Uh, it's interesting. I don't actually think he gave them to the archives. I think he gave them to the Justice Department. Look, they all have this stuff, unlike Trump, he was never authorized to bring it to his residence as vice president. He was not able to, or as a senator. Some of the stuff was going all the way back to 1974. He said it. 
Joe Biden said it himself. Why are they tolerating all of this stuff? Why do they let it go? You know, there have been about seven smoking guns that have emerged indicating uh, serious corruption and wrongdoing and criminal behavior from Joe Biden over the past couple of weeks. And yet they're pretending it's all normal. It's not something I think he's about to be replaced.